Alright, so episode fucking 43, I don't know what in the hell's going on here, but I'm not having a good time so far. And I know you guys are like, what the fucking hell's going on? I'm the host, the D, episode 43, The Monster Squad, which I already started talking for like 20 fucking minutes, I'm not going back through any of my notes or any of this bullshit. So let's talk about the motherfucking Monster Squad and try and salvage this goddamn day. Anyway... The Monster Squad, circa 1987, came out August 14th. Didn't make a whole lot of money. It was more or less one of those uh, video... It was became a, a cult classic in video store rentals, basically. Okay, so I apologize for all that goddamn nutsackery. But, yeah, I'm not fucking super happy right now. <laughs> this is I don't know what the hell is going on. But whatever, we're back and we're doing this. The motherfucking Monster Squad. Um, stars Andre Gower as Sean, Robbie Robbie Keeger as Patrick, Michael Faustino as Eugene, Ryan Lambert as Rudy, Ashley Bank as Phoebe, Brent Challer, Shaler as Horace. There's all kinds of other people you might recognize from other movies, um, but Jesus Christ. So this movie is basically about... Uh, it's basically like a modern crossover of the Universal Monsters. You have Dracula, you have Frankenstein's monster, you have the mummy, the wolfman, and the creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, <clears throat> Jesus Christ. So we start out, let's say that it's 100 years ago from that present day. So what that would make it 1887, correct? And we are meeting uh, Van Helsing. Is that his whole name? Is it Andre Van Helsing? Abraham Van Helsing, right? And uh, he's got this farm girl with him. He's got his 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 brigade to try and force out evil. Uh, vampires and all kinds of monsters alike, right? So there's this amulet that is encased in rock, and he gives this little farm girl... I mean, she's not a little farm girl. She's more or less a teenager. But uh, she's the virgin. They need a virgin to read this scripture... And that's going to open up a portal that's going to vanquish all the evil forces, right? All right. Well, somewhere in that reading, they fucked up. Uh, I mentioned before that Abraham Van Helsing's like screaming at this fucking little girl, Read or we're all going to die! And that is not any kind of way to fucking motivate somebody to do better. Um, if I was disarming a fucking bomb... <laughs> you know what I mean? Screaming at me is not going to make me read faster or read any better. Not to mention the shit's in German. Can any of you read German? I know that I can't. And if some old prick with a fucking crossbow is yelling at me, it's not going to help matters any. Anyway, uh, the portal opens up, sucks everything and everybody into it, and we meet present day. We are joined by... The main characters, Sean and Patrick, they're in the principal's office getting reamed out. They're not paying attention in class. They are drawing uh, they are drawing pictures to put on their clubhouse wall. See, they have a monster club, and they talk about monsters and monster movies and such. And uh, the principal's trying to be cool with them. And be like, yeah, you know, I, I like monsters, man. I'm cool. But I think science is cool, dude. You know, trying to, like, be their friends and try and relate to them and all this other bullshit. And, like, you or I, you're looking at them like, dude, you're such a fucking dork. That's 
Science isn't cool, man. We're not we're not paying attention. This is bullshit. Whatever. So they take their tongue lashing <clears throat> and they uh they start bitching and they start looking for their tertiary friend who they have nicknamed Fat Kid. The kid's name's Horace and he's chunky, but they call him Fat Kid. I think that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> But it is what it is. I guess it was a different time back in the day. You can't call people fat no more. I had my daughters ream me out because I was... I ain't even gonna lie, man. So we stopped at a corner. I was picking them up from school. And there's this big fucking headed kid. Um, and I started doing the Cartman voice and everything. Like, I And they just look at me, Dad, you're rude. You're rude. They are definitely going to go on to be bigger and better people than I. But until that time, I'm going to keep being me. I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, fat kid, why are you so fat? Now that, now, now do you, you remember that line from another movie, Keith? Um, it was uh, One Crazy Summer with John Cusack, and it also had, uh, ah! oh, God, Bobcat Goldthwait. Bobcat Goldthwait, and he starts telling the story about a little fat boy that nobody loved, and all the other kids, they would pick on him, and they would tease him, and they would call him names, and they were like, <laughs> they, they you know, always make fun of him. And then the, the buddy, Booger, yeah, Bobcat Goldthwait, he knows. And all, all the other kids said he didn't look like his twin brother, but he wanted to. And, and Booger said, Egg, were you the little fat boy? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I always like to beat him up. Like, why are you so fat? Why are you so fat? Beat the shit out of him. Ah! That reminded me. That's another good movie we're going to have to put on the list. Anyway. Um, completely lost train of thought. Okay, so I'm back to this uh, fat kid story. They find fat kid in the, uh, the courtyard of the school. And he's getting picked on by EJ and Derek. The bullies. Of course it's Jason fucking Hervey. That's all the kid knows. Every movie he's ever been in, he's a total fucking dickhead. He played the older brother on Wonder Years, Wayne. He played the little bastard kid. Um, oh, man, I forget his name, but he was in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. He was the kid that was trying to fucking take off with the bike. He was also one of the little brothers in Back to the Future back in 1955. Always been a fucking prick. Always to this day, I will never see him as anything other than a fucking prick. But, uh, you know, Horace is sitting there, minding his business, looks like he's having a bad day already, and he's trying to change his mood with the Snickers. I think that's I think that's where this whole have a Snickers originated from. I think there was a fan of Monster Squad, and they remembered this scene, eating a Snickers, try and change your fucking mood. Anyway... Um, after a little bit of taunting and torment, they, uh, knock the Snickers out of his hand, and, and what happens next? Here comes Rudy. No, 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 I'm sorry. What happens next is, uh, they end up beating him up, or EJ starts beating him up, gets Horace on the ground, and he's just pounding on the kid. All the kids are chanting and, you know, clamoring and all that bullshit, and here comes this bike. All you see is the bike skidding to its sides, getting to the stop. You don't see anything else. I think you see the pair of shoes first, and you see the match, lights up a cigarette, and you see this cool kid, the the Steve Harrington of the Monster Squad, if you will. This is Rudy. 
He's got the leather jacket. He's got the fucking the the uh, dark glass shades. He's got the spiky hair. He's got the Michael Jackson shoes on. I think he's wearing the roll-up cuff jeans, if that was the style back in the day. And uh, EJ's trying to play it cool. He's like, what's up, Rudy? What's up, man? <laughs> I see you met my friend Horace. You know, Horace is trying to gather his uh, composure and shit like that. He's got his ass beaten. He's crying and shit. Lost his fucking Snickers style smushed in the ground and all this crap. Rudy ain't trying to hear his bullshit. He tells, uh, tells EJ, hey man, you dropped your candy bar. No, man, that's his. Well, it's yours now. Eat up. And he makes fucking EJ, EJ eat that fucking candy bar off the fucking ground. Like you can see him like pry it off the fucking ground and put it in his mouth. With everybody watching. And he got his. So now, uh, in exchange for saving his ass, we got Horace who wants to bring Rudy into this monster club and shit. And of course, Sean and Patrick, they're the hardcore, the hardcore G's of the group, right? So they got to run Rudy through this ridiculous fucking monster test. And while he's in the clubhouse looking through the, it was it binoculars or, or it was binoculars or a telescope or something, at the, this girl next door getting dressed. Which, come on, man. I mean, I don't know if that was a thing in the fucking 80s, but, like, nowadays, you got cell phones and, and webcams and all that shit. Come on. You know you're undressing in front of a fucking window. But uh, <clears throat> he's paying attention to that, not paying attention to the monster thing. They get him back in the fucking trivia, and he passes with flying... Co- well, he they don't really tell him. He, he answers all... All the uh, the questions, but Sean gets called to dinner and shit. What else happens? Uh, Sean's mom had called him to dinner. Sean and his sister Phoebe come to dinner. His mom picked up Sean. This hey man, I went to this uh, this rum and shale at this old house over on Shadowbrick Road, and I got you this book. And uh, he finds that it's Van Helsing's diary, which is an epic find for a monster lover. Such as Sean, right? And he's like, Van Helsing's diary, holy shit. And of course his mom's trying to fucking find out, or trying to uh, understand what he's talking about. He's the guy that fights Godzilla, right? No, no, mom, this is the guy that fights Dracula. All right? And uh, he's rummaging through it. He finds out the whole goddamn thing's in German. So it's completely useless to him, right? He's trying to read it, trying to understand it, and all this other bullshit. Now, this is where I got to go to my fucking notes because I don't know exactly where this goes from here. I do know that at some point we um, we view an airplane, an airplane, like an old fucking airplane, and it's carrying all this, all this cargo. It's carrying the, the body or the, uh, it's carrying Frankenstein's monster. It's carrying a mummy. It's carrying some other shit, right? And it's two pilots. <clears throat> One of them hears a noise. And uh, he's like, what was that? I thought they were dead. They are. And the one guy gets nervous. And this is David Proval. You guys might know him from, if you're a big Sopranos fan, Richie of fucking Priel. I always know him as Richie of Priel. But he's the pilot that says, well, I'm going to go check that out. I'm going to go check it out. And the other guy's like, all right, well, I'm going to stay up here and make spooky sounds because I'm a dick. 
David Proval goes back. He, he's trying to figure out what that fucking sound was. He's got his little flashlight and shit like that. He sees rats, which I'm going to call OSHA on y'all motherfuckers, man. That's nasty. That's You got rats in your fucking plane, dude? Come on. Do a sweep every once in a while. They did it on fucking uh, Fifth Element, you know? Burn those motherfuckers every flight. Anyway, this bat comes fucking flying from out of nowhere and shit. Scares his ass. And he's getting ready, like, okay, where are you, you son of a bitch? Camera pans around, and it's fucking Dracula in his full human form. Knocks the fucker on the ground. Dracula's, like, looking like, here it is, man. It's fucking Dracula. It's a, it's a Frankenstein's monster, man. This is what I'm looking for. Hell yeah. And uh, Richie April's over here getting his, gaining his bearings and shit like that. And he reaches over, and just before he fucking hits the trap door... Dracula fucking freaks out, bats out, you know, and then the fucking, the, the, the cargo launches into the fucking water down below, hundreds and hundreds of miles below, into the water and shit, and you see the bat, the bat version of Dracula moments later in a tree, like, kind of like whimpering, um, then you see... I think you are back in the Monster Club clubhouse. This is where this is fucked up. I need to have this fucking movie playing side by side. For the most part, I do know this movie like the back of my hand, but not today. It ain't working out. But, um, shit here. Uh, Now, apparently, while I'm doing this technical difficulty bullshit, I will mention that Seth Green almost played the main character, Sean, for those of you who are fans uh, and know the Monster Squad. And I've been reading up on Seth Green's career, man. He almost cut out a lot of major fucking players in their their main known roles. For example, I just read that he was almost Jay in Jay and Silent Bob in the whole View Askew universe. If Jay wasn't able to get his fucking shit together and perform and do these lines... It was going to be Seth fucking Green and Kevin Smith. So let's see here. We're fast forwarding, fast forwarding to all this part. All right. Pass the monster test. This is why I really need a second host to keep me under control because now I got to deal with fucking commercials on this bitch. And there's stupid commercials and shit. Alright, so I think we're having a monster we're having a monster meeting in the clubhouse. Come on, fucking Angus Burgers and Fries. Ooh. Come on, people. This is bullshit. Alright. Un memento. Thank thank you for your patience. This is this is such a pain in the ass. I need to When I do movies like these, I'm tempted to write out by hand, an entire premise so that I can just read it off a fucking screen, read it off a notepad or something like that. Because then I have to do shit like this. And this, it just feels like it's so goddamn taxing. So, pardon all the bullshit. Uh, Right now, we are now meeting... Jesus Christ. So, after Sean... Okay, now we're we're finding out this is where Sean gets the 
Abraham Van Helsing's diary, flipping through it, realizes it's all in German. Now we we see this great big fucking scary ass hearse, right? And it's got this great big old fucking skull on the front of it. I might be able to do it this way. Watch it side by side and kind of fast forward when need to. Um, and then we have Dracula. They mentioned this on the escape pod. Duncan Ruggar is like my epitome of Dracula. Like through my entire life. This is the motherfucker. Somebody said Dracula. This is the face that I saw. Now it looks like he's going out. And he's he's ready. He's pumping up. He's declaring. It's like that Mortal Kombat scene. It has begun. Shit's going down, right? Sean is now uh, reading through this fucking journal, or trying to read through this fucking journal, and uh, he meets his dad who's shaving. He's getting ready for like this, uh, what do you call it, uh, marriage counseling with his mom. So he tells Sean, bro, you can't watch your movie that you want to watch at the drive-in tonight. You got to babysit your sister. And he's getting pissy. He's trying to bargain with him and all that shit. And uh, he tells Sean, well, dude, we'll, 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 we'll go watch your movie next weekend. And he's a hardcore monster fan, man. By that time, my friends will blab the entire plot. So the whole time, he's doing this shit. Still not getting his fucking way. Come on, come on, come on. Fast forward a little bit. I know, I know, dude. I got I to gotta plan this out a little bit better. All right, so now we see uh, Sean's dad on the phone with his partner, who is played by Stan Shaw. Now, Stan Shaw is a guy I've seen in a lot of fucking movies. I've seen him in Fried Green Tomatoes. I've seen him in Harlem Nights. Uh, man, this one, I think I felt bad for him. <laughs> you guys will fucking find out why. Anyway, Stan Shaw is telling his partner... Sean's dad at home, like, dude, you got to come down here. There's some fucking crazy asshole up in here. He's telling us he's a motherfucking werewolf. So we got this whole fucking police academy down here. We got this whole fucking squad in here. This whole office full of cops. We're armed, right? But we need you to come down here. We need you to go ahead and and skip out on your fucking uh, your marriage counseling thing and uh, deal with this. So the wife is downstairs getting dinner ready. Pissed. You know that look. Guys, we all know that look. You know, I got to go, babe. I got to take care of some stuff at work. I don't think I'd want to be a cop. Always being on call and shit like that. And she, she's just like giving her this look. It's amazing. It's a, it's a, it's... Anyway, this guy in the fucking office is still carrying on about being a werewolf. Who is this guy, you ask? John Grice. John Grease. John. It's Uncle fucking Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. That's how I know him, but I always know him as the goddamn were- the wolf man from Monster Squad. Cops are trying to restrain him. He's acting a fucking fool. The moon is full. He starts going berserk. You know what I mean? He's throwing cops. Eventually, he gets a cop in a headlock, and he takes his gun, and he fires it into the air, and he's like, lock me up! And a cop comes from out of nowhere and fucking slams like three slugs into him, right? Over. Or is it? Now we're in a museum. (laughs) Now we're in a fucking museum. Uh, Stan Shaw and Sean's dad are in a museum talking to this elderly uh, 
uh, security guard, right? Like, what could happen in a fucking museum where they're going to need anything more than an elderly guy with a fucking little flashlight and a baton or whatever? So apparently somebody stole this fucking 2,000-year-old money, mummy, out of this out of this museum and shit. Nobody knows what happens, and they're trying to piece it together. Like, that doesn't make sense. What the hell? You know, and Sean's dad's the, the first guy. He's like, it doesn't make any goddamn sense, man. Mummies do not get up and walk away. And just like in all 80s movies with that, that fucking, you know, that wit, um, here comes a mummy walking down the fucking street, right? <laughs> uh, walking side by side, or well, he's coming like to a, a head with this ambulance is passing by. The ambulance is carrying the, uh, the guy that was screaming he was a werewolf, right? The body, and he's in the, he's strapped to a gurney, he's covered with a sheet, and uh, it starts kind of like pulsating and mutating and doing all this kind of jazz. And eventually, while this fucking punk-ass kid driver wearing his fucking headphones, which that's another OSHA thing, I think. That's another standards and practices thing. They teach you not to be distracted while driving. And of course, here comes the fucking wolfman, tears his kid's face off, and we are now at the drive-in. Or kind of at the drive-in, right? Sean is sitting on his roof watching this drive-in movie that he wanted to see but had to miss because he had to babysit. He's watching the movie from his roof. Now, I got to say that I've never been that close in proximity to a drive-in. I don't know if any of us have. um, Where you can sit on the roof and, like, that's, that's the hack, man. That's, like, holding your radio to a fucking tape player to get your favorite song that's on the radio instead of buying the CD. That's like taping something off a cable instead of buying the VHS cassette tape. But, you know, we I never did this. And, I mean, he's sitting on the fucking roof. Like, whose parents let them sit on the fucking roof? But like the Escape Pod guy said in a previous episode, I mean, that's how we fucked around and found out. We just did shit. We knew it was dumb and dangerous, but fuck it. We did what we had to do. And um, so I guess the only thing you're missing in that case would be the sound, right? But I guess... There's some kind of, I don't know the technology that, that uh, drive-in movie theaters have now, but apparently you could pick up the sound from the radio? Is that a thing? Or maybe they were playing it side-by-side. Side. Maybe like one of his homies was there with uh, walkie-talkie playing the audio through the radio. I don't know. Anyway, his dad shows up, you know, got into it with his mom, so i got to have dinner on the roof with you, bub, you know. Uh, So they're watching the movie together. Family bonding. What's happening now? But yeah, that'd be pretty badass to watch a fucking movie from the rooftop of your house if it wasn't so dangerous. Uh, We now see the ambulance that has crashed. We are pulling the dead guy out of the fucking driver's seat. And here's Stan Shaw on the radio with the station, I guess. Yeah, the fucking, the guy that said he was a wolf, man, his, his body's gone. It, I, we don't know what's going on around here. We're missing a mummy. Now we're missing this guy who said he was a fucking werewolf. Crazy shit is afoot in this town. Um, so while that's happening, I got to go back to my notes for a second because there was some shit that I wanted to mention. Um, holy shit here. Notes, notes, notes. All over the fucking place with notes. Um... So, yeah, you know what I mean? They let their kids sit on the roof to watch a fucking movie. You know what I mean? Um, Sitting on the roof would have been badass. 
And, like, you guys remember, like, back in the day from the 80s, we used to use police scanners. Your parents were, because your parents were nosy as fuck. They wanted to know what was going on before it was going on. And they had the police scanners. And then you realized they could pick up, like, not cellular phone calls, but, like, cordless phone calls. It was cool. You could, like, climb in neighbors. We had a neighbor, uh, Mrs. Kilgore, and she was ordering a pizza. And I'm like, it's like she's never ordered a fucking pizza before in her life. It was fucking hilarious. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's just amazing how, uh, it's just amazing how technology now has, like, moved along the kind of shit that we did for entertainment because of the technology we had at hand. You know, it's crazy as shit. Um, we are not too much further along in this movie yet, okay? More commercials. More fucking commercials. So, um... Sidebar, I think this was also mentioned in the escape pod. Liam Neeson, the guy that we all know as the, the great big spy, I will find you and I will kill you. He was also, he was up. Not only was he up to play Dracula in this movie, he was paid to not play Dracula in this movie. Or was he or was he Van Helsing? I think it was Dracula. I think it was fucking Dracula. But I digress because I'm not completely sure. My notes are all over the fucking place. Alright, so now, we are in some murky-ass water, woodsy area. We see the fucking wolfman stalking through the goddamn mist. He's got his clothes are all torn up and bloody, and that's something we're going to bring up in a little bit as well. Um, what's he looking for? Who is he looking for? And he stops, and he whips around, and he sees Dracula. Dracula's keeping him at bay with some kind of staff. And oh shit, right next to him is the mummy. Now, check this shit out. While we're talking about this, while they're dicking around here in the, the swamp, the guy that played the mummy, um, something something McKay. Michael Reed McKay. You know why some of you guys, some of you hardcore nerds might recognize him? Okay, so the ad for this role um, they were looking for a, a very, very skinny man on the verge of anorexia. Michael Reed McKay picked it up. Got it, right? What else has he been in? X-Men 2. Remember uh, motherfucking, uh, who's that, Striker? He had that son, that mentally challenged son or whatever that was in the wheelchair. That's the mummy from this motherfucking movie. Go back and watch it. It's fucking crazy. He's creepy as fuck looking. Anyway, Dracula, now met by the uh, the Wolfman and the Mummy, he's kind of, it looks like he's doing some Shang Tsung shit and pulling, uh, pulling Frankenstein's monster's coffin or whatever encapsulation up out of this water, right? Uh, but no, no, it's not. It is the creature from the Black Lagoon, like, gorilla pressing this fucking big-ass fucking box. And now all the monsters are together. Now, I mean, Dracula's got some pretty pretty dope-ass fucking threads on right now. And he's in the woods. He's in, like, this swampy area. He doesn't even have those special fucking swamp gloshes. He's just going to go ahead and get his shit all fucked up. Anyway, he opens the box, and there it is, Frankenstein's monster. Um... I wrote down who the fuck that guy was, too, because he was in RoboCop 3, Last Action Hero. 
I met the motherfucker. I don't know what his name is. Not Frank Langella. Anyway, now we are bringing the monster back to life. I'm going to find out what the fuck his name is because it's bugging me. So, uh, Frankenstein, he's attaching these little diodes or whatever the fuck to the other diodes on Frankenstein's monster's head. Tom Noonan. That's what it is. Tom Noonan. I'm ashamed of myself. Okay, here we go. And now, um, and these, these, these diodes are connected to Dracula's staff, or scepter, if you will. And now he holds it up and starts attracting lightning to it. He's bringing this motherfucker back to life. And like, I don't, I don't, I don't get, there's so much of this I don't get. Where the fuck did the, the creature come from? Was he always just chilling in the, the swamp here? Why is Frankenstein fully clothed? And why is it that mummy? Why is it that particular mummy that comes to join this, this ragtag group of monsters? Anyway, he's waking up. Dracula's like, fuck yeah. It's on now, bitches. You see them all getting hyped. We got shit to do, son. We got a job to do. Next up. Come on. All right, so now it's storming out really bad. Here comes uh, Phoebe's mom, Sean's sister, Sean's mom. Um, telling her a good night story. Keep her calm. What happens now? What happens? Come on, come on, come on. So, yeah. Um... Okay, so apparently earlier in the day when Sean was gone, somebody called looking for this diary that she had gotten at the estate sale or whatever the fuck it was, uh, Van Helsing's diary. So a Mr. Alucard called. He wants uh, he wanted to inquire about this, this diary that I got you, right? And uh, try and call him back. Uh, was there a number? Let me see if there's a number. There's a whiteboard. It's got it on here, and Sean's like, huh, Mr. Alucard, that's fucking weird. Possible, okay, so interested in the Van Helsing Diary, possible money. And Sean's like, Mr. Alucard, why does that sound so familiar? And he writes it down in a notebook, Alucard. Huh, Alucard, and he starts rearranging the letters. And he's thinking really hard, right? The music's getting tense, right? And then he starts doing it one by one, Dr. A-C-U-L-A. And he freaks out, Dracula. So now he realizes it's Dracula that's looking for this fucking diary. And he starts freaking out. So what does he do? Nothing. Because now we're fucking meeting this little bastard Eugene who's knocking on his goddamn dad's door. What do you want? There's a monster in my closet. Now, I don't know about you guys. Did you ever have this situation where something was bothering you? There was something in your closet or you thought there was something in your closet or under your bed and you go and get your dad and your dad does this whole song and dance making you feel like a fucking asshole on top of it. All right, all you monsters, get out of here. You too. You know, very animated, right? Now, also, since I'm a movie nerd, this guy who plays Eugene's dad later on is in the first Die Hard sitting next to John McClane. He's telling John McClane the whole thing with the uh, taking your shoes off, taking your socks off, and, like, 
gripping your toes into the carpeting and shit. All right, so he tells Eugene, hey, man, is that all the monsters? All the monsters gone now? And Eugene's shaking his head. He's like, there's one more. It's in my closet. And, of course, the dad's, like, playing it up. Like, okay, there, of course, it's in the fucking closet. Doesn't even look. He just whips the door open. He's like, oh, look at that big, scary monster. Ooh. And he starts reprimanding Eugene. Like, dude, you keep this bullshit up. You're not going to be watching these scary movies anymore. And don't think you're going to be sleeping with your mom and me. Because fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. I'm trying to get some fucking butt. You're a fucking cock blocker. You've been that way for fucking six, seven years. I'm tired of this bullshit. You wanted this monster crap. You live with it. Deal with it. I'm going to get in the fucking wrecking her fucking vagina. Whatever. Best I can come up with. Anyway, there's the fucking mummy just sitting right there looking at Eugene the whole goddamn time. The dad's not even paying any fucking attention. Leaves, slams the fucking door. Eugene's got his fucking eyes covered. And all of a sudden, the mummy just comes out and escapes out the window. So I'm like, why the fuck is the mummy even in there in the first place? So, like, he was in the swamp with Dracula and the Wolfman and all this bullshit. He just decides to take a stop at some random kid's house and just hang out in the fucking closet. Got irritated with the dad and then decided to leave. What the fuck? All right, so now that we are met with the uh, the gang back in the monster clubhouse. And monster, it's now being named the Monster Squad. Uh, Sean is, like, telling these guys, like, I think Dracula's in the fucking house. I think that the uh, the mummy's here because my dad was talking about, you know, a mummy had been stolen. Uh, the goddamn wolfman might be here, too. We got all kinds of fucking crazy shit going on. My dad's a cop, so I'm overhearing all these conversations, right? Um, and they're having this big powwow conversation about how the wolfman was, you know... Come on, come on, come on, come on. Dracula might be here too. I hate my life. <laughs> All right, so they're they're devising this plan of what they're gonna do. All right, like, look, man, uh, we, I got this diary. It's Van Helsing's diary, but it's all in German. I can't read it. And of course, here's Patrick, man. Patrick's like, well, I can get my sister to fucking read it. My sister takes German in high school, you know. Come on, come on, come on. So are you guys together, man? Are we going to do this? Are we going to go fight the, the forces of evil and shit? And somehow the dog gets up there every time. I think it's a basket. Come on, use your fucking head, you guys. All right, so we find ourselves at uh, this creepy-ass house out on Shadow Brick Road, a big mansion. It's one of them old-school, what do you call those, uh, what kind of house is that? The, uh, like down in the south. Like plantation houses or whatever. Anyway, um, Dracula is going to feed on some, feed on some fresh meat. Um, he goes down and he visits his buddy Frankenstein's monster, who he has locked in a fucking, locked in a fucking closet, basically. And he's trying to tell him, like, look, man, we're looking for this amulet, right? Um, I'm pretty sure, no, no, they don't have the, he has the amulet. 
we're looking for this diary, right? Okay, we're look, it's Van Helsing's diary. It's really important to what we need to get this whole thing going, this party popping, right? Kids have it. Alright, so I want you to get this fucking this diary from these fucking kids and bring it back to me. If they resist at all, kill them. Fucking kill them. Like, I mean, he's a fucking walking, talking dead guy. Why, why are you sending this great big 8 foot fucking 400 pound motherfucker out to retrieve a fucking book? Wouldn't it be easier to like... Do it yourself. Aren't you Dracula? Can't you like mimic other people and morph into like, like basically Shang Tsung? Anyway, they decide, oh shit, you know what? We got this scary fucking German guy that's always looking at us from across the way. Let's see if he'll read it for us. So who's gonna go and knock on this guy's door? He's German. Maybe he doesn't even speak English. Okay, so what's German for? Please don't murder us. Bitte, morden Sie uns nicht. Of course, he creeps up behind these fucking kids, and he's creepy as hell. He looks like he's a sexual predator. So the boys have met this this creepy German guy, and they're gonna see about getting this diary transcribed or whatever. Phoebe's out in the middle of the fucking woods. Not in the woods. She's over by the clubhouse, by the water, and here comes fucking Frankenstein's monster. Where in the fuck are these parents, man? You know what I mean? This little girl's like five fucking years old. So now they're having this big powwow at this creepy German guy's house. And he does. He looks like Yoda. Um... And, of course, fat kid goes in for his third helping of pie. <laughs> All right, so he's going by. He's got his glasses on. He's starting to just transcribe little by little what this whole diary is saying. Uh, there's a big ceremony to vanquish evil. Uh, it involves this amulet. And it's very detailed. It says, like, all right, the ceremony every hundred years or some shit like that. Hold on a second. <clears throat> My Chime in some some sound effects here. In case you are wondering, good and evil are in constant flux back and forth. Only once every hundred years are these okay. forces balanced. And what about the amulet? The amulet, so nearly as I can translate, is concentrated. Good. It is a talisman which wards off evil and is. How you say, uh... Indestructible. Indestructible? That, that means, means it can't be destroyed. destroyed. Or in any case... <laughs> See? This is it's a sickness. Destroyed. I haven't watched However, this in so long. This part is underlined. Once every hundred years, at the stroke of midnight, the amulet becomes vulnerable. And at that moment, it can be shattered. If it is, then the balance between good and evil will shift, and evil will rule. Okay. However, our friend Mr. Van Helsing claims there is a way to stop the forces of darkness. How? If one 
could gain possession of the amulet before those forces, then every hundred years at midnight, there is another option. A Jesus. ceremony which, when followed to the letter, will open a hole into limbo itself. Now, if only history class was this fucking interesting, I'd have paid more attention and got better marks. like a great whirlwind can swallow the forces of evil forever. Does it describe the procedure at all? In detail, this was the last entry. On this date, he was to battle those forces himself. Interesting. Tomorrow's date. One hundred years ago. Tomorrow night. All right, so tomorrow, tomorrow night is the night that they have this opportunity to vanquish the the battle, uh, vanquish the forces of evil, return good to a, a, a good balance or whatever. They've got to find this amulet, though. Nobody knows where the fuck this amulet is, but at least now they know what this diary said, what they have to do to make this shit happen. Um, and they exclaim to the guy, like, man, you sure know a lot about monsters, He's like, yeah, you know, now that you mention it, I suppose I do. And the guy really creepily fucking closes the door and you get a close-up of his forearm and he's got numbers on his fucking forearm, right? Because he was in the concentration camps or whatever, which is really fucked up. Because as a kid growing up in the 80s, that was a history lesson we didn't really, they didn't really fucking teach a whole lot of that till like way later, like high school and shit. You know what I mean? But now going back and you're like, click, and you're like, fuck, that's fucking wild. Now he's helping kind of return help, return the balance of good and evil. You know, he's helping these kids, and that's kind of some some good juju, right? So now they got to find this fucking amulet. How the fuck did they go about looking for this amulet in the first place? Um, so all I know is that they, they need a virgin to uh, commence the ceremony. We're going to talk about that as well. Um, Let's do some more tidbits while this commercial's playing, shall we? Um, The guy that plays... There's a montage coming up. There's a music montage coming up. Um, Man. All right, so I've mentioned that John Grease plays the Wolfman. He's also Uncle Rico. Uh, The actor that played Horace sadly passed away in 1997 due to pneumonia. Andre Gower and Robbie um, Kiger were best friends. And it was Andre Gower that basically pulled to get his friend Patrick the role for Monster Squad. I don't know if there were any other people in line to play the best friend um, other than uh, Seth Green almost playing Sean. Um, the the best friend, Robbie, he was also in Children of the Corn, the first one with uh, Linda, Linda Hamilton. Still a creepy-ass fucking movie. Ashley Bank, the little girl that played Phoebe, the little sister, she turned down the role... Um, a role in Fatal Attraction to play this, which is wild. And then the guy that plays uh, Rudy, Ryan Lambert, is now an ordained minister. So that's kind of fucking interesting. Um, the woman that plays the the mom, if you guys are 80s purists, is Mary Ellen Trainer, who I have regarded 
to this day as like one of the worst fucking moms of all time. She was also the mom in the Goonies. It just seems like she has absolutely no idea what the fuck her kids are up to. You know what I'm saying? So, now what are we doing here? Okay, so they're trying to figure out how to find this amulet. They're trying to figure out where it is. They know it's in the vicinity, at least in their town. Alright, so now they gotta go talk to Rudy, ask him if he knows any virgins, right? Now, they um, they deduced that this amulet has got to be in this house on Shadow Brick Road. Now, as they're coming up with this plan, trying to figure things out, Phoebe runs up and is trying to tell Sean, Dude, I found fucking Frankenstein's monster. Check this shit out. And here comes Frankenstein's monster out of fucking nowhere. Like, I don't know how the fuck they missed this eight-foot fucking dude, these big clodhopper shoes. But they fucking, they all fucking dip. They're like, fuck that. These are the monster enthusiasts, guys, and they're off. They're off shitting their pants. This five-year-old girl has become best friends. Now let's go ahead. (laughs) She tells him. Hold on. She tells them. It's okay, you guys. He's friends with us. Come on, don't be chicken shit. Don't be chicken shit. Now, I mean, if this was a real situation, man, Frankenstein would have twisted this little girl's head the fuck off the first chance he got. Okay, so now they all meet Frankenstein's monster. Somehow they get him up in this fucking treehouse. Which, I mean, like I said, this dude's a fucking great big old dead motherfucker. He's got to be like three or four hundred pounds. They're trying to teach him English. They're trying to, uh, they're trying to relate to him. Figure out what the fuck to do. Homegirl next door is still dancing naked in front of the fucking open window. Um, now we're back at the scary-looking house on Shadow Brick Road, and we are met with... Dracula! <laughs> Bud Bundy's brother. Yeah, uh, Jason uh, Faustino. Michael Faustino's Eugene. David Faustino's Bud Bundy. And it looks like, okay, and it looks like, this is what fucking, tri- okay, so this is what fucking trips me out. Because now we're in the basement of this scary looking house. Dracula and the wolfed out wolf man um, are looking for this amulet, which they have deduced is in the basement, some, the bowels of this fucking house somewhere. But wasn't like, wasn't Dracula, the battle with Dracula and, and fucking Van Helsing in Transylvania? You know what I mean? So, like, why is the amulet 
Why is the amulet encased in this fucking house down below, like in the walls and shit like that? You know what I mean? It just, I don't know. There, there's, there's pieces of this fucking story that, that have always escaped me. And I know Brady fucking, you know, goddamn, you can't do that, dude. You can't pick up movies, dudes. But it bugs me. It fucking bugs me. There's things about this story that are amiss. Why this house? Why this town? Why is it not still in Transylvania? You know what I mean? Did somebody move it there at some point? How did it get there? Because at the beginning of the movie, 100 years ago, they fucked up, remember? So how did the amulet and the diary get to where they are? That's all I'm saying. Just the little things like that. Anyway, Dracula finds out, okay, it's behind this fucking wall. And he's got a super vampire strength and he takes like a regular fucking hammer and he starts caving in a hole in this wall. And I didn't understand it as a kid and I, I get it now because I'm, I'm kind of retarded. But the amulet is surrounded by like all these crucifixes, crucifies, whatever, whatever you want to call it, whatever the plural for crucifix is. And he's getting a fucking vampire boner. He's like, fuck yeah, bitch. I got the amulet and ain't nobody gonna be able to fucking stop us. And this is where we get into the montage. We all love movie montages, don't we? Is montages a word? What's the plural for montages? For montage. Montage. Anyway, we get this song, Rock Until You Drop by Michael Cimbello. And it's a fucking, it's a banger. It's a banger. Not only for the fucking 80s, it's a banger today. Like, I've been humming this song all fucking day to myself. He's getting pumped. Sean's out of bed. His friends are, like, riding their bikes in the street all badass, waiting for fucking school to get out so they can go monster hunting. And we got, we're in Woodshop now. We got Rudy. It looks like he's making some kind of a box, right? Like his professor's looking at him and shit. Oh, some kind of a shoe box or a, a jewelry box for mom. But he's got all kind. He's got the fucking the belt sander, and he's getting some motherfucking steaks ready. How much is enough? Meanwhile, Phoebe's got fucking Frankenstein trying on dresses and shit. Fucking little freak. Oh, man, and this part fucking cracks me the fuck up. So Eugene's jamming out to some Wu-Tang Clan, right? He's got his fucking hat on, and he's writing a fucking letter in goddamn crayon, and it reads, Dear Army guys, come quick. There are monsters. Eugene. Um, first of all, bro, there's no commas in here. Um, there's no kind of punctuation in this motherfucker, and he spelled quickly... You spelled quick incorrectly. Um, Jesus Christ. And it's on that goddamn fucking, uh, it's on the fucking alphabet paper paper that you get in fucking kindergarten. The line paper where it's got fucking three lines and you have to practice your fucking letters and shit. Anyway, he writes it in black fucking crayon, folds it up, puts it in an envelope. (laughs) This is fucking wild, man. Folds it up, puts it in an envelope. His dog seals it. I would just like to know. I mean, this is probably the major thing that I can't walk away from after watching this film. Where the fuck does he send this letter? Where does he send it? 
Like, I know that there's a base, a training base in Fort Bragg. And they're all over the fucking country. Does he send it to a recruiting station? Does it, it, Where does Eugene send this fucking shit? Where does he get this information from? Anyway, um, we got Patrick. He's in the, um, the AV room. He's printing up business cards that just say Monster Squad. There's no number. There's no name. Just Monster Squad. Um, next, we're in shop again, and we are with... He's the fucking badass, man. He's, he's the one doing all the fucking work. He's making silver bullets out of silver, out of the silverware, uh, stolen from Sean and Phoebe's mom. Um, there's some problems with this here, too, but... He's melting down the silverware into bullets, which I did not see him assemble these bullets with gunpowder or anything. They're just the, just the silver. Uh, just the. <sighs> anyway, and again, this is I'm looking at this fucking screen right now, man. Mary Ellen Trainer is looking befuddled as her silverware is empty. Like this bitch is seriously on some fucking crazy drugs. She doesn't know where the fuck her kids are. She doesn't know where her silverware is. What the fuck are you doing all goddamn day? You know what I'm saying? Your marriage is falling apart. Your kids are off getting into dangerous activities. And you're in here fucking dropping acid and smoking mushrooms. Now we are at the uh, archery range and Rudy, again, the badass, he snags somebody's fucking crossbow and arrow. Quiver. That's what you call it, right? A quiver, right? All right. Rudy's now at the one-hour photo lab where all the pictures of the fucking naked chick next door he's been taking. They don't fucking do that. Not now. I don't know how it was in the 80s, but they definitely don't do that shit now. You can't be a fucking pervert like that. (laughs) What happens now? All right, so, so far, out of this whole ragtag group, Eugene pisses me the fuck off. I don't know how they meet this kid. Like I said, he draws and he writes letters in crayon. He hasn't brought anything to the fucking table. They are more or less babysitting this fucking kid. So I'm thinking maybe the parents or the friends are Eugene's parents, and he just hangs out, kind of like on Rugrats. Now we have Dracula. Like He doesn't ever change clothes either. He's got to be fucking hot in that shit. He's got John, Uncle Rico is tied to a chair and drugged all up, or so we think. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to go have a bite, and I'm going to let you uh, turn into something more comfortable. I'm going to wolf out, if you will. It shows, a, it shows like a bottle of pills, like he doped Uncle Rico up. But as we are going to see here, Uncle Rico, he knows that trick. He does that on the girls at the fucking uh, 7-Eleven out on uh, fucking Pearl Street. He spits them fucking pills out. I ain't taking that shit. And then Dracula's got fucking three chicks in, like, choir clothes. Uncle Rico's trying to escape. We are back at the goddamn the police precinct. <laughs> they are still replacing the glass. No plates. You 
want to ask me about the hood ornament? What about the hood ornament? I thought you'd never ask. A silver skull. These are the worst cops ever. I consider this an exciting lead. I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm thrilled. Put on an APB. Already did. I'm a very good policeman, you know? Now they're getting a phone call. Who is this? Crenshaw. Hurry, get all your men and send them down to 666 Shadowbrook Road. It's an old mansion. He's found the amulet. There's, there's no time. Who the hell is this? I'm the one they shot last night. I'm a werewolf now. But... Have a nice night. No, 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 no. Don't hang up. And this is, this is also something that pisses me off. Like, all the weird shit going on, and you're just going to completely disregard some asshole saying that he's a werewolf. You're going to be like, okay, have a nice night, buddy. Like, it's a fucking prank call. And now the motherfucker screaming into the goddamn phone, and you still think it's bullshit. He's pissed. He fucking wolfs back out, kicks the fucking glass out, and he's pissed. He starts running down the street. I still say this was probably the scariest fucking wolf man. Fuck Michael Jackson in Thriller. Yeah, I said it. Fuck Michael Jackson in Thriller. This motherfucker right here was my wolf man. He starts storming down the fucking street. What's going on now? Here come the fucking the goonies. That goddamn dog is a liability. And then Eugene, they got to fucking drive around with him on the goddamn bike too. And this is bullshit. So they show up to this fucking... They show up to this mansion on Shadow Brick Road because that's where the ambulance is. They're deducing. That's where Dracula is. They're deducing. Um, it is Sean, Horace, Eugene, and the goddamn dog. They brought Frankenstein with him. But he's walking. Like, if he can walk, you can walk. Okay? Jesus Christ. Sean pulls out his, uh, his walkie-talkie. He's keeping in contact with uh, Patrick. Which, this is another thing about the 80s, about technology that always bugged me. Walkie-talkies. Go back to Big with Tom Hanks. Any other movie with walkie-talkies. Like, you did not get reception where the fuck with walkie-talkies that you would get from the store. This looks like something out of a surplus store. And then did you, what, what happened? Did you, you keep them on the whole time? Did one person keep them on the whole time? It just doesn't make any, it doesn't fucking make any sense. Anyway, it's like, all right, we're out here. What are you guys doing? Oh, you know, we're just trying to get my sister so she'd come with us and read this fucking journal. We got to wait for the right moment and all this other bullshit. Um, Eugene's just chilling by the goddamn, by the goddamn uh, lake or river or wherever the fuck, eating a Twinkie. His dog's being a fucking prick. Knocks his Twinkie out of his hand. And this dumb son of a bitch. Dude, there's all kinds of fucking algae and bacteria in that water. And you're going to go get that shit? Fuck that Twinkie. He goes to reach for it. And then out of nowhere, here comes the creature from the Black Lagoon. For a nice jump scare. And he backs away. Now me, man. Creature would have fucking snatched that fucking kid out of, the, out of his goddamn boots. Crushed his fucking head. Drowned that little kid. They wouldn't have seen Eugene again. There are several instances where this little bastard would have got his fucking head just twisted the fuck off, and he's still alive. And he's trying to tell Sean, Creature stole my Twinkie. Sean's just looking at him. Like, dude, come on. At one point, one of y'all has got to listen to the other one if you guys want to succeed in this. Somehow or another, they now have Patrick's sister, who looks completely grossed out like she's going to catch something 
Not that she doesn't already look like she has something from sitting up in this monster squad. They're trying to explain to her, like, look, sis, uh, so what we want to know is we're basically wanting to find out if you're a virgin. Is the degree to which you may have or have not at some point in time. This is how they put it in the 80s. Been dorked. You guys are sick. So instead of just coming out and just asking, you know, they're kind of poking and prodding around. They eventually get her to join the conversation. Horace and and Eugene and Sean and Frankenstein still chilling outside this fucking house waiting to go in. Frankenstein's monster's trying to warn them, like, monster, uh, master doesn't want kids around. Monster is supposed to kill kids. Master wants kids dead. So they slowly start making their way into this fucking house. There's a lot of great lines. It's really hard to fucking do this shit by myself. So I appreciate you guys sticking around and listening to my bullshit. They're slowly making their way in there. Horace is playing that whole Scooby-Doo shaggy bullshit. Trying to like not go in there. Just, he's scared. They're going to go in here and look for this amulet. Dracula's got this great plan. He's going to blow up the wall. Meanwhile, the kids are upstairs. Trying to look for the amulet too, not knowing what horrors await them. And here comes Sasquatch, Frankenstein's monster with his fucking clawed hopper shoes. Those are some big motherfuckers, man. really true. He's one cop. And your dad doesn't even know where the fuck you are. So there goes that plan. And here comes the Clodhoppers of Frankenstein. Dracula fucking realizes what's going on. The fucking, the, what do you call it? The detonator goes off. A good portion of the fucking <laughs> house caves in on Frankenstein's monster. They're trying to fucking revive him. Seriously, call this kid fat kid like it's a term of endearment. Don't call him a monster. But what if he's dead? Then he died to help us. Now look, I'm the leader of this squad. And he sucks so far. You said Dracula knows we're here. So let's just try to find the amulet. And get the hell out of here. I don't know if that's going to work out, bro, because here comes the Wolfman out of fucking nowhere. And he's trying to be an imposing... <laughs> Kick him in the nards! He doesn't have nards! Wolfman's got nards! And that's a fucking t-shirt. That's a t-shirt and a fucking title of the documentary for this film. Wolfman's got nards. So now they're running through this fucking house. 
I don't know if they're trying to get the fuck out or get the fuck in, but here are those three bitches Dracula was snacking on earlier. Go around that corner. There's motherfucking Dracula. Dun, dun, dun. You're at a fork in the road, bitches, because there's the Wolfman. There are those vampire bitches. And there's Dracula. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And now they found the trap door. I personally would have run through... I mean, you already fucking stopped Wolfman once by kicking him in the nuts. I'd have kicked him again. Personally. But that's me. These and these stupid ass. God damn. Alright. Thankfully, we're back with uh, Patrick, Sean, and Sean... Or Patrick, Rudy, and Patrick's sister. They're supposed to reconvene... At 9 o'clock. 10 o'clock. So now they're getting, they're in the basement. They're in a fucking creepy ass, dusty, dirty ass fucking basement. Trying to regain their bearings. Eugene's whining because he's only fucking five. Bastard. Oh, fuck you, Kevin. Adam Sandler's Big Daddy had my favorite Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Get the fuck out of here. He was played by two different people, though. Doesn't count. And Sean stumbles across this fucking amulet. And he's taking his sweet-ass fucking time getting to it, right? It's surrounded by all this fucking, all this creepy crosses and shit. Not like crosses in church weren't creepy enough. He gets the amulet. Hey, you guys, I got it! Out of nowhere, here comes fucking Dracula. <laughs> this is this is another comical scene. Because one, what do you mean give it to you? You're fucking Dracula. Break his fucking neck and take it from him. Now you got Eugene screaming, not doing a goddamn thing. The dog's barking like you're trying to fucking bring him mail and shit. And then here comes fucking Horace digging into his pocket. What the fuck do you have? It's in foil, right? It's a goddamn piece of garlic bread pizza. Garlic pizza. And he fucking singes part of his face. Now this is a question that I asked the escape pod. I don't know, man. You think Horace ate that pizza afterwards? You think he kept it and ate it? Or do you think he dropped it and bailed? I mean, like, look, man. I don't... I'm the kind of fucking fat kid that pizza doesn't make it to the fucking foil wrapper and into my pocket. I smash that shit. You know what I mean? I leave it in the box and I wait to come home and eat the remnants. I have never kept. And I guess I never noticed that it was pizza this whole time. I thought it was garlic bread. Again, why the fuck would he have that on him? Like, dude, that's why you're fucking fat. You can't stop eating. All right, so they escape, and they go into, like, an alleyway of sorts, like a pathway. And here comes this creepy-ass fucking, uh, the creepy German guy in Phoebe in creepy German guy's fucking Jeep. Again, where are the fucking parents? This five-year-old little girl is creeping around in the fucking dark past 10 o'clock 
in a van with this fucking looking like a sexual predator motherfucker. So apparently Patrick's sister is indeed a virgin. She's part of the plan now. They got the amulet. It's glowing. They got the monsters after him. We got to go to a place. There's a lot of people. Church. What? Church. He's right. There's an old church at the town plaza. Perfect. Monsters hate religious stuff. So now the cops, the cops are on the fucking case now. Cops are on the case now. They're going to go out to Shadowbrook Road and see what's going on. It is pretty fucking ridiculous. But at the same time, like with all the events, the last couple of days, I would just go with it. What else are you doing right now? Um, so they're racing from Shadow Brick Road. And then out of fucking nowhere, here's the mummy in the middle of the fucking road. Crazy, scary German guy swerves to miss him, but he still maintains to catch hold of the back of this motherfucking Jeep. And they're going like 45 fucking miles an hour. Mommy's getting him. The first thing this goddamn dog does to help is he gets a piece of the mummy's fucking bandage so that Rudy can attach it to a an arrow. Rudy's got a fucking plan. Shoots the arrow, attached to the bandage, to a tree. Now they wait. I mean, they don't try and kick this mummy off or anything. Oh, shit. Now the mummy's, mummy's fucked. He's starting to unravel. Still holding on to this goddamn Jeep. Like, what's he going to do when they, he gets a hold of them? And eventually the mummy is no more. He is now just a skull. Toilet paper all over the fucking street. Now the cops are on the trail, and there is a mysterious car headed right for them. What is it? Who is it? Oh shit, it's Dracula! And the black hearse passes right through him. I'm not saying anything. Not a single word. I appreciate that. And now, back at the house... I don't know what the fuck this bitch is doing now, going through the fucking clothes in the closet. Um, ma'am, it is 10 fucking 30. Do you know where the hell your kids are? She's coming down from, from her ambient trip, I guess. I didn't notice that the candle went out by itself. But here comes this fucking, this hearse. Jesus Christ, man. Dracula was a fucking G. Because he drives his fucking hearse clear across the fucking yard. Fuck that picket fence. He knows exactly where the fuck Sean's hanging out at. He goes to the back of the hearse. He rips the fucking door off. There goes your resale value, pal. He grabs a bundle of dynamite. 
and goes into the backyard. And the fuse is lit, man. He's walking with no urgency. He is a fucking G. Pauses for a second, launches this bitch into the clubhouse of the Monster Squad, and then walks off. Ginormous explosion in the backyard. That wakes mom up. What the fuck was that? Here comes Sean's dad and Stan Shaw. Dracula's still holding one single stick of dynamite, right? So Dell or Dale, whatever the fuck this cop's name is, he gets out of the fucking seat. Gun drawn at Dracula. Dracula's like, oh, hell, oh yeah? Oh, yeah? And then with his telekinesis, he fucking ignites that last stick of dynamite and just gingerly tosses it underneath the car where Stanshaw is. <laughs> Screaming. <laughs> and then kaboom! There's another explosion for you. Man, that's fucked up. There goes your partner, bro. Cook. Cook. Or as he says in uh, Fried Green Tomatoes, it's hog boiling time. I don't care, man. I don't think I would like to see Liam Neeson as Dracula. This motherfucker's a G. What is that? Three bullets? Nothing. I will have your son. Turns into a bat right in front of his mom. Oh, man. If she wasn't on drugs, she's gonna be now. so fucking hilarious it it really it really fucking it goes along with my theory that this mom is on drugs okay so just listen up del 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 what's going on looking for his kids guess what they ain't there bro Oh my god, let me back up one more second. Hold on, hold the fucking phone. Because there's there's a, a picture of Sean and Phoebe and their dad. I gotta look closer at this fucking picture. Because it looks like there is. There is some kind of fucking medication next to these pictures. Holy shit, that's what his mom's been doing all day. Dropping acid. It looks like it says aspirin. But I seriously doubt it. At this point, she's just realizing something's afoot. Something's going on. Where are the kids? What's going on, Dell? I don't know what's happening, Dell. And the first instinct is to go and grab a walkie-talkie. Telling his dad, all right, bro, this is the deal. You got to get down to town square, town square right now. It's going to take me a minute, dude. My car's fucked. And we are back to uh, we are back to the commercials. So let's see if there's anything else I can pull up for. Uh... Okay, so, yeah, Michael Cimbello. He's the guy that did the rock until you drop, party till your feet fall off. All right, now that's the same guy that did... She's a maniac, maniac on the floor. So he was the G. He was the G in the 80s for music. 
So that was pretty fucking dope. Now these these commercials usually don't take long, but let me go over my notes again really quick really quick here. Um Wolfman, Wolfman Van Helsing. Alright, got that, got that, got that. Alright, we're we're good to go. We are gonna meet up with the uh, the monster squad. Dad's showing up, he's on the case. Not his partner, because he's barbecued. Barbecued. Dracula's right on his fucking tail, though. He's going to get that fucking amulet. He's going to kill all these fucking kids. And he's going to bring the forces of evil to downtown, wherever the fuck this is at. Woo! That's only one. I drink those a lot faster than this. Come on, baby. Could this movie be made nowadays? Um, I don't think it would have the same effect. Just like if they were to make a movie like Goonies. I think it's one of those those movies that captures an 80s kid's sense of magic and adventure. And I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's something that's around today. I don't think kids give a fuck. If monsters came to town, what would you do? Would the kids, you know? It'd be us, the 80s kids going after it. I'd be the fucking fat kid. Donnie would be the guy that fucking tell me to kick him in the nard. Wolfman in the nards. What the fuck would Brady... Brady be the fucking bully. Brady be the fucking bully. I don't know. Maybe he'd be Rudy. I don't know. I don't know if I trust his eyesight or not. Come on with these fucking commercials, yo. Alright, so now we're in Town Square. Here comes scary German guy and all the fucking kids that he may or may not molest later. Rudy's the first one out. He's trying to get into the church, kicking the fucking door. It's fucking like 10.30. What did you expect? Like a church is just going to stay open. Phoebe's keeping an eye out while Eugene ain't doing dick as usual. Here come the fucking vampire chicks. And now they're fucking, just like in the beginning, they're screaming at this bitch to read the fucking journal. Alright, now see, right there, now that right there brings up an interesting point. Um, Patrick's sister says, you know what, this guy should read it. And Patrick responds, he's not a virgin, you stupid. Did you ask him? I'd like to point out another little thing to bring a little bit of reality to these movie-type plots and shit. Aren't all these fucking kids virgins? I mean, realistically? I mean, I'll go on a limb and say that maybe Scary German Guy got him some Putang Putang while he was locked up in the fucking concentration camp. But all these other kids, aren't they, like, eligible to to read this fucking book? It doesn't say anywhere that it has to be a girl, right? Like, it doesn't have to be a girl virgin. It just happens to work out that way. Why the fuck couldn't any of these other motherfuckers... Anyway, one of the badass moments. Here comes Rudy taking out these fucking vampire bitches. One at a time. He hesitates. Never do that in a horror movie. You hesitate. Meanwhile, this bitch is still trying to read this German. 
I'm gonna call some skags. Nails the first one. Dead on balls in the chest. Here comes the second one. But like I said, the motherfucker hesitated. He's getting ready to get choked the fuck out. But he stakes the second one. Now the third one we don't see get iced. But we do see an aerial shot of Dracula coming to town. <laughs> Here comes fucking Sean's dad mowing over bushes in mom's car. <laughs> That's a good fucking shot. Sean's dad spots the bat, shoots at Dracula, who crashes into the upstairs of a sporting goods store. Now, where the fuck did he just happen to find that extra stick of dynamite? He runs upstairs, very not cop-like, not checking around corners. He just bursts into an office. And he sees a half-transformed Dracula. I feel kind of bashful looking at this guy, all fuzzy and naked. But he decides, I'm going to torture Dracula. I'm going to blow the rest of Dracula up with this one stick of dynamite. But like in all movies, the action star is a little too cocky. Doesn't see the wolfman behind him. Smacks around Sean's dad. Meanwhile, this goddamn dynamite's still fucking burning. He's getting ready to finish off Sean's dad. When out of nowhere, here's Sean. Wax him. Tag team him. Dad puts that dynamite in Wolfman's shorts and pushes him out the window and he explodes into a million pieces. That's it for him, right? I mean, right? I mean, there's more than one way to kill a werewolf. Oh, nay, nay. We see all this fucking wolfman viscera. Bubbling, oozing. Scary. Scary German guys trying to get this bitch to fucking read. Yelling at her just like Van Helsing did that chick at the beginning. And all these fucking pieces. Thank you to Stan Winston, Monster Man creation artist. Because fuck a Tom Savini. Alright, so this bitch finally gets done reading all the shit uh, in the, the diary. And they're like, well, wait a minute. Where's the big whirlwind that we were supposed to have? What's going on? She read it eventually. And now we see all of uh, Wolfman's pieces putting himself back together again. Another thing that I want to point out, Wolfman, Wolfman's clothes are completely, well, they're not completely, they're intact. They should have been, he should be naked right now, right? The shorts, especially because of the dynamite blast. But no, he's fully clothed. That's whatever. He runs back to join the game. He's been revived. So now they're trying to figure out. We just went through some major shit. Where's the big limbo thing? Wolfman is running up behind Rudy. Rudy's like, what the fuck? What the hell? They notice the Wolfman. <clears throat> Cop using regular bullets, dumb asshole. And we got one, two. Are you absolutely sure that she is? You're not a virgin, are you? No? No, what do you mean, no? Well, Steve, but he doesn't count. He doesn't count! 
So they find out Patrick's sister is not a virgin. <laughs> Steve, but he doesn't count. <laughs> it was just the tip. It was just the tip. So now these cops are trying to fight off fucking uh, Wolfman. Rudy's standing there all disheveled. He goes to a uh, fallen cop's gun belt, picks up the gun. See, this is a resourceful-ass motherfucker. Rudy's the motherfucker. He's always jumped in without being asked to, without being tagged in. He's like, okay, I got these vampire bitches. I got this fucking silver bullet. One fucking bullet. Shoots the guy right in the chest. Turns back to Uncle fucking Rico. What do you want to bet I could throw a football up over those mountains? Uncle Rico says thank you, and he's done. Only one way to kill a werewolf. And then here comes the creature from the Black Lagoon. He finished fucking off with the turtles. Okay, so we're going to pause this for just a hot second. Like I said, Creature from the Black Lagoon makes uh, horror shit his drawers. He hasn't been on screen for quite some fucking time. Like I said, he must have been fucking off the Ninja Turtles or some shit. Um, and Eugene gets the attention of the creepy old guy, and he asks, well, wait a minute. Isn't Phoebe a virgin? couldn't do any Jesus Christ and now Horace is trying to fucking is being approached by the creature from the Black Lagoon and he's trying to shake hold shake loose this shotgun in a dead cop's hand he's got it aimed he notices EJ and Derek and they ain't helping him they ain't trying to fucking help his ass. All right, well, I guess I got to do this shit myself. Cocks that fucking shotgun. Shoots that son of a bitch right in the chest. Now, it's been said, man. I, I, I don't know if I just don't know enough about the creature from the Black Lagoon, but this was a terrible fucking monster. He didn't do much of anything. The cops were fucking beating on him. He wasn't really... I mean, yeah, he's scary looking thanks to Stan Winston. Uh, I think it was Tom Woodruff Jr. that played him. He was also in the uh, in part of the suit with uh, Goro in Mortal Kombat 1995, I believe. He did. He's got a lot of crazy credits. Just check it out. But uh, he's the guy that played the creature from the Black Lagoon. So now he has fallen. Horace saves the fucking day, right? And now Derek and EJ come up out of the comic book store, whatever the fuck this is. And approach Horace. Hey, fat kid. Good job. My name is Horace. Now Horace is badass. He's look, look, bitch. My name's Horace. I got a fucking shoddy. It's still got some shells in it, so you better watch your shit. Now a creepy German guy is helping Phoebe start to read this uh, this diary. She's holding on to the amulet. This five-year-old girl. He's doing a better job than this fucking blonde bitch who who isn't quite obviously isn't a fucking virgin. 
Meanwhile, this is going on. Here's Dracula in the fold. He's fucking vamped out. He's ready to fucking go. The goddamn cops roll up, the, the ones that are left here anyway, trying to get his attention like, hey, hey, man, hey, you stay, you wait right there. You wait right there. Phoebe's terrified. And again, Dracula's a fucking G. Breaks that cop's hand. Headlock. That's really gonna hurt, Gene. Man. He is taking these motherfucking cops out. Fuck a Liam Neeson. <laughs> Put this motherfucker in the next, uh... What's the ransom, the taken? Scary German guy tries to fucking do his own little witchcraft. I'm glad he ain't dead, man. This whole time I thought, like, Dracula was going to put a hole in that guy's chest. And now here comes Dracula approaching Phoebe. Innocent, cute little Phoebe. She's got the amulet. What's going to happen? The first bit of concern this mom shows. Give me the amulet, you bitch. Now that's some that's some hardcore shit, man. So like, you know, he's he's going up, you know some bad shit's gonna happen. The parents start fucking freaking out. Holy shit, Dracula, he's caused all this chaos. He's going after our little girl, our sweet, innocent little Phoebe. You know what I mean? She doesn't even know what the fuck is really going on anyway. He's got a hold of her. He lifts her up by her fucking cheek and shit like that. Screams like, give me the amulet, you bitch. Which is unheard of in like these family-friendly movies. It came out of left field. I'm still tripping about it, right? He's vamped out, getting ready to fucking tear her ass up. And what? Who, who's going to save her? Who's going to save her? Sean can't do it. The, the mom and the dad can't fucking do it. Who's going to save Phoebe? All of a sudden, this ginormous fucking Andre the Giant-like hand grabs the hold of, of Dracula's neck. It's Frankenstein! <laughs> he launches Dracula onto this fucking iron fence. Holy shit, man. That's an epic, that's an awesome scene for me. So now, creepy German guy gains his bearings. And continues to help Phoebe say the words to finish the ceremony that's going to vanquish the, the powers of evil. As she looks into Frankenstein's eyes, because that's her homie now. The amulet gets launched. Limbo opens up. Everybody's like trying to fucking hold on to a tree or some shit. This great big whirlwind. Like, you know when your toilet works? Unlike mine. Oh, shit. Dracula got his ass up off that fence, and now he's trying to take he's trying to take Sean with him. He's If he's going to lose, he's going to go down. He's going to take something with him. And he plans on taking Sean with him into limbo. Jesus Christ, all those cops get sucked up. 
Sean grabs a fucking nearby stake. And he gets that motherfucker, right? Dracula's done for, right? Dracula's done for, right? Then out of nowhere, after Dracula gets stabbed in the heart, it's Captain Ahab, dude! Nope, it's Van Helsing. He comes from out of nowhere, grabs a hold of Dracula, and takes him off into fucking limbo. Not after giving him the thumbs up. I hate that fucking thumbs up. That still seems like a fuck you to me. But Dracula, Van Helsing, they're gone. They're gone into limbo. All these park benches. All these fucking cops. Eugene's trying to hold on to his little bastard dog. Where the fuck are Eugene's parents? Frankenstein's trying to hold on. There goes creepy German guy's fucking goddamn Jeep. Lots of picket fences. Phoebe's trying to hold on to Frank, telling him not to go. This was kind of sad. Physics, physics tells me he would have taken Phoebe with her ass, or with his ass. And she's all fucked up. She threw her dog scraps. Frankenstein's taking scraps with him to limbo. Man, a lot of fences are going to have to be re-put up. Limbo's starting to to, uh, dissipate. Now Phoebe's pissed. She's crying crying her fucking eyes out. Everything's cool now. The most concerned I've ever seen this fucking mom in any movie she's been in. After the fucking whirlwind and shit, now she runs over and collects her daughter. Mom and dad are happy again. Hugging the kids. Now we hit the fucking final commercial break. Jesus Christ. Alright, so let's, uh, let's unwind some of that shit. Um... I got fucking nothing. <laughs> I got fucking nothing. Eugene is completely fucking useless. Uh, I think that the sister should have got sucked into the goddamn whirlwind too. Um, the creature from the Black Lagoon, worst fucking universal monster ever. I kind of want to go back and, and study them a little bit more. But now we are back after the commercial break. And um, after all is said and done... The parents get the kids back together. They're a happy family. Everybody's okay. What now? Are you serious? I hit rewind and it just jumped back into another commercial. Okay, whatever. So everything's cool. Everything's copacetic. The monsters are gone. A lot of dead cops. They're gone. That police force is going to suck Monday. What happens now? What is this, Dr. Pepper? I've never felt... Okay, it's Diet Coke. Anyway. Whirlwind is gone. What's What next? What the fuck is that? Is that, an, is that an army tank? And a battalion of troops running on foot? Oh, remember when Eugene called the fucking army? He fucking... He, he wrote the letter to the army guys. And now there's this whole brigade coming into town. 
This is what Eugene does. All right, son. Where are they? Where are the monsters? Mommy came in my house. Can somebody tell me what the Sam Hill is going on around here? So this is what I, the army shows up after all this bullshit. You see the music montage. Eugene's writing this letter. Dear army guys, come quick. There are monsters. Eugene. And he seals it up in an envelope and he sends it out. Again, where the fuck does he send it to? Where does he send it to? And what kind of army do we have working for us that they get this crayon written fucking letter from a toddler? Obviously from a toddler. Very vague, saying that there are monsters. And then they just decide to pack up and be like, you know what? We ain't doing shit right now. Let's go. Let's go get these monsters, man. They have no idea what the fuck they're up against. It's already over. So they're coming. Like they didn't like they didn't hear a big commotion on the way in. Like, oh man, we need to hurry up. We need to fucking hit the pedal to the metal, bro. No. Now they're asking, well, who's Eugene? Like just this vague question. Who's Eugene? Are they expecting to see an adult? Or do they know they, they've got some fucking uh, goddamn uh, toddler waiting for them? And they're like, okay, kid, where are the monsters? Mummy came in my house. Like, okay, where are your fucking parents? Because I'm, I'm getting ready to fucking kick somebody in their goddamn jaw. You know what I mean? Like, what, what the fuck kind of situation? You know what I mean? You're an army commander, okay? You get the mail for the day. Hey, this one looks kind of urgent. It's written in crayon and it smells like peanut butter. Monsters? Come quick. Signed Eugene. Okay. Fucking idiots. Idiotic fucking movie. Goddamn. They should should have just stopped after the whole Van Helsing thing. You know what I mean? Jesus Christ. And that's another little tidbit I wrote I, I read that uh the the budget or not the budget, but the script called for like a massive fight between uh, Dracula and his minions, and then Van Helsing, they were going to have, like, Zeppelins, they were going to have horsebacks, they were going to have fucking machine guns, all kinds of shit. I think it was a time constraint. Either way, it would have been a hell of a lot better than this army crap with Eugene. Well, we can, sir. Well, who are you? Who are you? Sean reaches in his pocket and grabs his piece of fucking copy paper that says the monster squad there's no email address there's no phone number there's no base location sean and patrick high five and hug each other everybody's fucking throwing a goddamn party meanwhile the army's looking like a bunch of fucking idiots because they just show up out of fucking nowhere and that's where we call it we end with monster squad um, that's the Monster Squad, 1987. It's a great film. If you were a kid who grew up in the 80s and you haven't watched it, um, your parents should be ashamed of themselves. This is something that you can get right now. It's on Pluto TV streaming. Go and get a Blu-ray. It's got a commemorative, commemorative uh, version out on Blu-ray. There's a documentary called Wolfman Has Nards. Um, we're going to go through some of the cast right now. Jason Hervey, like I said, he plays the bully EJ. Uh, he was known for uh, as Wayne from the Wonder Years and I'm that little bastard from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, this is something I wanted to say. I mentioned Donnie uh, from the Escape Pod. What up, Don Wondell Nooch? 
that there was a piece of Ninja Turtle. No, I didn't. I didn't even tell him this. I didn't even tell him this. I said there was an Easter egg that he more than likely did not know about, and here it is. So the buddy that play the the actor that plays EJ's buddy Derek, um, who looked kind of like uh, he, he's played by the actor Adam Carl. Um, 1971, born January 27th in Fullerton, California. Acting credits include Derek from the Monster Squad. He was on Family Ties. He also played the voice of Donatello in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Part 2, The Secret of the Ooze. That's it. Nothing major, but it was kind of cool. Um, that's all he amounted to, you guys. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, Stan Shaw... Uh, let's see, who's the guy that played Van Helsing? Jack Willem. I don't know anything that he's been in. Class of the Titans, maybe. Holy shit. Let's go through the tidbits of uh, trivia that IMDB lists, if there's anything that we don't really know. Um, yeah, so according to director Fred Decker, Shane Black's first draft of the screenplay was so huge that the opening of the film featured Van Helsing accompanied by Zeppelins and hundreds of men on horseback storming Dracula's castle. Um, Decker stated that the sequence would have cost more than the final budget of the film. Okay, so Liam Neeson was also paid for a bit part that he never shot. I think that I did read that he was supposed to play Dracula at one point. What happened, I'm not sure. Um, Stan Winston is mentioned quite a bit. Uh, The Wolfman's face was modeled that after... This is worded weird. Wolfman's face was modeled after that of Stan Winston. Okay, so according to Fred Decker, the film was cut by 13 minutes because some executives didn't want to run more than 90 minutes. God damn, the fucking suits, man. Uh, Horace, I don't think he was in much of anything else, but he died, like I said, pneumonia in 1997. Uh, this for me was like my version of the Universal Monsters. I didn't grow up with Bela Lugosi or uh, Lon Chaney. I didn't grow up with those guys. I knew them through other shit. Like I met them at, like I didn't meet them. That's not what I meant. Um, I learned of them after Monster Squad. This was the definitive version of the Universal Monsters for me. And I don't, I don't see it getting topped. I don't. This is something I grew up with. Um, let's see here. Uh, a lot of this I already mentioned here. Dustin Diamond, uh, better known as Screech, rest in peace, Screech. He had a small role as a kid who tries to trade baseball cards with the boys, but this was later cut. Nobody likes Screech. <laughs> um, this movie came out six months after another movie written by Shane Black, Lethal Weapon. Um, so go and look at some of the, look at some of the, uh, the credits of some of these actors and, and people who are attached to this movie. It's, it's pretty interesting. Um, Mary Ellen Trainer and Robert Lesser, who played Eugene's dad, would co-star together a year later in the movie Die Hard. I mentioned that. Um, when they have to read German incantations out of a book, Patrick's sister, who is an adult, has bad German pronunciation. Um, but little Phoebe, who is only five-year-old, has perfect German pronunciation. Well, you know, his sister's a fucking idiot, so whatever. Stan Winston, Stan Winston, Stan Winston. He was the man back in the day. And now I think, um, everybody goes 
all goo-goo for this fucking Tom Savini prick. I'm still still sour about that. I don't give a fuck. Um, I still maintain, man, Mary, Mary Ellen Trainer was the worst fucking movie mom of all time. She's going to get a, a notable mention on my TV moms list just for shits and giggles. Um, <clears throat> the creature from the Black Lagoon is never mentioned by name by the characters. Even the credits refer to him as Gilman. That's always fucking confused me as a kid, too, because they couldn't obtain the rights to use the official character in time for shooting. So the more you know, right? The more you fucking know. There are a lot of awesome, um, a lot of awesome quotes in this movie. Wolfman got got Nards is probably the, everybody's favorite. Um, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, you know I don't really feel like I did this fucking film justice. Like I said, uh, I had the goddamn technical difficulties earlier, and then just fucking not having my shit together. I have notes, but you know the premise. I think I should write these out longhand long form next time um like us go ahead and, and shout out my sponsors i haven't been doing the fucking comp the the commercials lately i think i need to update shit and reconvene with shit and i just haven't been myself lately you know mental health is a thing so hopefully you guys um know when enough is enough and you know when you need to make changes and you need to push forward and better yourself when things aren't feeling right man you know don't let it go for too long because it, it just fucks you all up. And it's harder to get out of your fucking, your dark times and all this crap. I know I'm talking too much and all this other bullshit. But I just want to say, thanks for popping in. Thanks for watching. Um, not us the unholy, big K, shitty. Thank you, man. Could Dracula have dicked up this sister with his Dracula suave, <laughs> sparkly skin type skills and stopped the whole plot? Um, man, dude, you really got fucking problems, man. I'm going to have to have you on the show for one of these goddamn upcoming episodes for sure. The next episode I plan on doing is episode 44, Return of the Living Dead. I don't expect a whole lot of fucking uh, 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 feedback from that. It's not everybody's favorite movie. It's probably the definitive zombie movie for me. It's what I grew up with. It was probably still one of the creepiest fucking zombie flicks I've ever seen in my, my entire life. Uh, campy and, and the plot's all fucked up. I want to start researching like how to do like a in-picture, like a watch. Like a, you know, sit there and watch the movie side by side with you guys. Like uh, Mystery Theater 3000 or whatever the fuck that show was back in the day. You know what I mean? Do something like that. But I want to uh, go ahead and shout out the uh, shout out the chat. Layman's Terms was here for a minute. Thank you. Not us the unholy big K shitty. What up, dude? I know that the uh, the escape pod was in here for a hot second. So I appreciate you guys. Make sure you guys check out all of our sponsors. Minor Devonta Toys and Collectibles. Fuck. Uh, fuck killing all beard oil. I haven't heard back from that asshole in a while. He owes me money. As well as Tactical Trash Out. He's doing trash servicing all over Jackson, Michigan. So hit him up. Uh, his number is on Facebook. You know the commercial. That's all I got for this, man. That's all I fucking got for this. And we're going to go out with a bang. We're going to go out with the fucking Monster Squad theme song. It's a banger. So, until next time. Is it going to play? Is it going to fucking play? Come on. Come on, dude. Don't do me like that. <laughs> So until then, gotta get up, gotta get up. We got work to do. 
Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes. If there's monsters, tell your fucking parents. If you have kids telling you that there's Dracula and the Wolfman and the Mummy and there's a creature in your fucking closet, don't fucking just shrug it off. Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes. Wolfman definitely has nards. So if you ever face with the Wolfman, you have no weapons, kick him in the nards. Always carry a piece of garlic, garlic bread, garlic toast, garlic pizza in your pocket. Fuck that creature. Fuck your Twinkie. And if some chick tells you that she's a virgin, chances are she's probably not. So go seek out your little sister. Named Phoebe. She's five years old. Make friends with creepy German guys. And don't be a dick. Someone's eating a fucking Snickers. Let them eat a Snickers. Peace out. Gotta get up. We got things to do. Things to do.